listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Did I hear you getting some sort of spooky music ready? Oh, yes. I did. Yeah. Perfect. Because it's it's one of those things that um, it's always been the question. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, there was a book that was out. It was called The Extraterrestrial Report. And it was allegedly mm. a series of government documents that were finally released for public viewing from like going back to the 40s and 50s about, you know, things like Area 51 and, but, and, and, you know, potential sightings of UFOs and aliens and things like that, that that have been encounters. And now with us being on Mars, I'm thinking maybe a little quid pro quo is coming in there. Pre- yeah. Quid pro quo. So on Sunday, this plane is flying back to Phoenix and the pilot radios in because he sees something strange. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us that... I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast. that went right over the top of them. Yeah, that, they're out there. I love how he says, I hate to say this, because he's yeah. like, I don't want to be that guy. Right, exactly. Don't label me the hysterical pilot, okay, or the crazy pilot. It's just what I saw. Just remember, we you know we live in a place, and, and we all know the Phoenix Lights are sort of uh, legendary here, living here in the Valley. We live in a place where people around the country, actually, when something like this happens, go, is that another one of the Phoenix Lights? Like, it's what we're known for nationally. I think the this would be the 24th anniversary of it. It's coming up very soon. Actually, it was around this time of year right. in 1997, I believe it was. Well, I mean... I, again, I think it's goofy, and I don't want to get too deep into into you, you know UFO. Do you believe absolutely. there could be aliens? Abs- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's arrogant and ridiculous of us to think that the universe is infinite, and there's only one place, one rock anywhere where there's any life whatsoever. Yeah. I think that on several occasions they've gone past this planet, looked out, and went, nah. <laughs> Just breezed by and said, yeah. "Nah, nah, we've been there, done that. We're gonna move on, find something else." I mean, look, I mean, I mean, just time is infinite, and the universe is infinite. So there's just the idea that that one life, one place is where life exists. I think is weird. I believe it so strongly that I think they live, starring Roddy Piper, is actually a documentary. A documentary, yeah, yeah. 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 Those uh, are I, my thoughts. Again, we just had something go right over the top of us. That- I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object moving really fast that went right over the top of us. I will tell you, I yep. think that I think that him being able to keep his cool during all of that. Yeah, it's because I would have been like, oh my god, did you see that? Yeah, you know, it's pilots are the coolest people ever. That was Sunday, so authorities say if you had like a really really strange dream on Sunday night and you woke up really sore in the tailbone area. <laughs> Please give them a call. They'd like to speak with you. You know why aliens do that, right? Because <laughs> it's forbidden. You're not allowed to go there. Time for the Mark and Neanderthal weekend movie pick here. And it's funny. This movie from 1977. We're going to talk about Slapshot. Now... Before we play the plot synopsis from from Kayla, who's down the hall at the sports station. Okay. I asked her if she would do this yesterday, and she goes, sure. I'm like, and she works at the sports station. I'm like, so, you know, Slapshot, right? And she's like, no. Wow. And I said, how old are you? And she goes, I'm 30. 
I'm like, oh, God, you're killing me. She goes, who's in it? I said, Paul Newman. She goes, I think I've heard of him. Oh, my. But here is the plot of Slapshot. A failing minor league hockey team, Pennsylvania's Charleston Chiefs, suddenly becomes a sensation when their over-the-hill player coach institutes an outrageously violent style of play thanks to the arrival of an odd set of hockey-playing triplets. And the interesting thing about it is... The Hanson brothers. Yeah, the Hanson brothers. um, Two of them are actually really brothers. Right. All three of them actually played hockey, and the Charlestown Chiefs, which is the team that's featured in the movie is an actual team called the Johnstown Jets who became the Johnstown Chiefs after the movie. They were, they were It's almost like the Mighty Ducks. Yep. You know, the movie was so yep. successful. There aren't a lot of big hockey movies. I would say, you know, you've got Slapshot, Youngblood, Mystery, Miracle, Miracle and, and I would say the Mighty Ducks, you know, the Mighty Ducks series. And that's about it, man. They're not a whole lot of hockey movies. None of them are as great as Slapshot. It it's is the greatest hockey movie of all time. You know, I, I mean... I would ask, is it trained to Busan good? Let's just say it's completely different. Yeah. All right? It's its 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 own little experience. And by the way, some of the lines in the movie would not make it into a script these days. No, it is uh, it is a movie of its own time, but I, I, <laughs> yes. I, it also, it's also one of the most quotable movies of all time. Uh, here's a moment where uh, Paul Newman, as the coach, Reg Dunlop, is meeting the Hanson brothers for the first time and watching them get ready for a hockey game. What are you guys doing? Putting on the foil every game. Yeah, you want some? No. What they were doing is wrapping their knuckles with <laughs> aluminum foil so that when they get into the inevitable <laughs> hockey fight, they cut the guy. Right. I mean, it really is. It's, uh, yeah. think of the longest yard is a hockey movie. Think yeah. of think of Major League as a hockey movie. Uh, 1977. It was a phenomenal movie for its time. It still holds up today, forty something years later. And and yesterday was the anniversary. I think it was the, the, like the 45th anniversary of the movie. Seventy. Well, 44th. Then, 44th I, guess. I think it was a yeah. 1977 movie. So yeah. um, it also features, I believe, a little full frontal nudity from one of my favorite under the radar babes, Melinda Dillon, who is the mom in a Christmas story. Yes. She looks quite fetching in this particular film. She is, uh, she's Suzanne, the, uh, the, uh, wife, I think it's Suzanne, uh, the wife of a goalie of one of the opposing teams that when, <laughs> when she comes out to Reg Dunlop as a lesbian, he informs the goalie during a hockey game, which allows the Chiefs to win a game because anything you need to do to get that, that, uh, advantage, I think is, is okay. Right. It's fair game as far as always fair in love and sports. Very sloppy. Very ridiculous, but a whole lot of fun. It's a great movie, and Slap that would shot. be that would be something for you to watch this weekend. Think about some hockey while we look at eighty degree temperatures over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, mid seventies actually. Ah. A little bit cooler, but beautiful. Um, not cool enough to, to put the rink in the backyard, <laughs> no, though. Just absolutely saying. not. It's weird. I was just reading that Tiger Woods, I think, got transferred to a different hospital. We talked a lot about that earlier in the week after he had his accident. But and I don't mean this as a joke. Has there been a vehicle that has become as widely known so quickly since like the the Ford Bronco with O.J.? Right. Remember when he was Uh, driving that? I mean, we all knew about a Ford Bronco already, but I had never heard about the the Genesis SUV. That's the. It's like the Hyundai luxury line. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I when I looked at it, and maybe this is, and I'm not a golf fan, and I'm certainly not a Tiger Woods fan, but I do know that at one point he was plugging Buick. That was his. That Correct. was his. That was an endorsement yep, deal yep. that he had. And when I saw the thing that crashed, I went, 
oh my God, that's not a Buick. Is he going to get in trouble? Is he going to lose the endorsement? Maybe, I know that's an maybe awful he doesn't thing have to say. Anymore. He might yeah. he might have lost that when the whole you know the whole scandal with his wife came up. Yeah. So when it was so when I saw that thing that he was driving that it wasn't a Buick, I was like, huh. Well, I guess he's doing something different. And then they said it was a Hyundai Genesis. And just for people that don't know, Hyundai was uh, Genesis was a, a badge of a car that Hyundai made. You know, like the like the Pontiac Trans Am or whatever yeah, you use. It was yeah. a make of a car. Um, and then it has now evolved into the so, luxury brand for Hyundai. Yeah, its own line. And there, you know, Hyundai started out as a fifty four ninety five. You know, uh, almost like the Yugo was like a, a really uh, budget model car, piece of crap when they first came out. And they have now become a very nice vehicle. And this thing. Super safe, apparently. Well, I mean, if it weren't so well equipped, he might. I mean, Tiger Woods might not be here, right? It's, it's so. What a great commercial for it. I know that sounds awful, but no, it's, but, it's, but it is. It's true. It's like I think a lot of people now are far more aware of this vehicle than they were a week ago. It it has ten airbags standard. Ten. Yeah, I, and and here's the thing. I, and I again, this is going to sound awful when I say it, but this is something that if you're a car dealer, hello, car dealers. I want you to listen. I'm going to help you do your job today. Uh, you should tell people. Things like crash, you know, they say, well, it's one of the safest cars ever. Well, tell people, look, the Hyundai Genesis or the Genesis, that's the car Tiger was driving when he rolled it four times and and lived. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds like an awful thing to say, but I mean, that's kind of a question. How safe is this vehicle? That's how safe this vehicle is. That's what you call living proof. Yes. Right there, right? Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to, I certainly wouldn't try to exploit that, but. No, it is, it's, it is it's, what it is. It's just interesting. I had never heard of it before, but now I have. And I, I was reading about it yesterday. Ten airbags standard. I was blown away when it was like, oh, my God, there's a passenger side airbag, too? That's amazing. Yeah. Now there's ten in this vehicle. Ten. I mean, that's ten, ten of them. That's it, pretty amazing. It, it has a uh, an automated system that monit- It actually monitors how alert the driver is. Some cars have this. These are like, uh, like uh, uh, you've heard of this. It's called like lane something or other, lane stability or whatever it is. If your car, like like my truck, my Rebel, I have a Ram Rebel. It's yeah. awesome. And thank you to Earnhardt for the truck. But um, they didn't give it to me. But I mean, I'm just glad right. they got me a good truck. Um, it has these sensors around it. And if you drift into another lane, it will wiggle the steering wheel to sort of let you know, hey, you're not paying attention to what you're doing. Well, that's, the, that's kind of what the Genesis does. Yeah, except this is called a Genesis. So the alarm it sends sounds like this. <laughs> well, right, yeah. And that will grab your attention anytime. Absolutely. It certainly would. I, it, I, but from a serious point of view, it really is an amazing commercial for a vehicle. I don't want it to incident. be, though. I mean, you no, don't no, want it, it to be. Have but, to yeah. be. You know, it shouldn't come to this, but very, very interesting. And, yeah. and also, by the way, the, the the back windshield is resistant to golf clubs swung by women. Wow. So, so he's got that going he, for him. Which is, which is nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, thanks for all the uh, the phone calls and stories the other day when we were talking about rollover accidents. It was yeah, pretty fascinating. Boy, there's nothing more fun than discussing tumbling as if your life depended on it in a vehicle that is hurtling toward a precipice of danger. You know, we got a, an email from a woman named Tina. We didn't have time to read it, but it was interesting because she said she and her husband, like, you know, 20 years ago or something, had a rollover accident. They were they were both fine, but she goes, the, the sunroof broke. And her husband's shoulder skidded along the pavement. So, oh, you know, got, got, good morning. got pretty torn up. You know? Ow. Um, Ow. That was the worst thing that happened to them. They were very Ow. lucky. Yeah, they were extremely lucky, but still gross. But she said, we dug bits of pavement and glass out of his shoulder for oh. years <laughs> afterward. 
He said they would work their way to the surface for probably the next 10 or 12 years. Are they done? Are they, they yes, not it's, it's been years since. It's almost like a, like a seismic event. You know, if, it, if you can go a certain amount of months, you can kind of go, okay, it's over. Yeah, it's been years since since a shard of glass. But literally, they would say uh. every once in a while, he'd feel something on his shoulder. They'd put a hot compress on and a shard of glass would come out. Well, it, it's kind of like, I don't know, you've done this. I've done this. You step on a splinter of some sort and, and it, creates, yeah. it creates a bump underneath your skin yeah. and your body will reject foreign objects it'll just put like it spits the splinter right out i i had a buddy in college who in high school he had gotten hit in the face with a uh, a board somehow okay. and he got jabbed in the cheek with it and he got stitches it sealed over right he said like a year later his his cheek started acting very strangely oh. and a small chip of wood oh. came out of his cheek and made you know kind of kind of Gave him a bigger scar than he had on his cheek. But, yeah, you're right. Your body will will push stuff like that out. En- enjoy your breakfast, guys. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm what, just, what's up, Guido? I'm wincing over here. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's pretty gross. This is this is awful, but I, I think I have a, a story to add. Oh, go for it. Yeah. All right. So uh, one of my friends uh, told me this story. His his uh, acquaintance yeah. was a biologist. Oh no, kidding! Um, yeah, they were working. It was it was a team of them. They were working on a project together, and right. uh, I guess he had some sort of thing that he was looking at that popped, and it was like all over his face. Really? Oh no, kidding! They got it cleaned up. He was he was fine. He kind of, I think he was stunned for a little bit, but yeah. he 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 was fine. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until later, like I I guess. Him and his colleagues were having dinner. Really? Yeah, and and something just kind of burst out of his chest. Out of his chest? Uh-huh. Yeah, there was, like, blood and everything. It, it, people were, like, losing their minds. Are you sure? Uh, was it, yeah, what, it was, what burst out of his chest? Can you describe I it? I don't know. It was some sort of little creature. Like thing. a parasite? It was it was like a little biological being. Really? Like, now, yeah. Just it, it went like scurrying, like across it, the floor and disappeared. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did it later become a larger creature that was very I, da- I very think, deadly? I think. I think. Uh, yeah. It yeah. did. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I think the guy. That did, that you know, didn't, that didn't his, his name was John. No. It, uh, no. He was he was hurt by it. No. no. Uh, I think he might have had a cane. No. no. Guido. Um, Guido. That that didn't happen. That's uh, no. that's part of the movie Alien. Is what yeah. That's right. That's what that you're describing, a, a big scene yeah. in the movie Alien. Yeah, big scene. Or, very memorable. Yeah. No, are you sure? Yes. yes. Pretty sure. Absolutely. Fairly yeah. certain. Yeah. No. Yep. That's yeah. not right. Yeah. Yeah. Good story, though. Yeah, great story. I did like the story. Yeah. You, yeah. Told, it, you told it well. Yeah. Are you guys sure? Yeah, yeah very yeah, sure. Fairly certain. Very yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Nope, nope, nope. That's, that's that, that yeah. really happened. No, it did. Well, it really happened in a movie is when it really happened. No. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're wrong. All right, then. If you say so. Meanwhile, somebody made a dick move, or at least a move that would have them adjudicated the Mark and the Interpol dumbass of the day. What's going on and where is it happening? Okay, then. We got to discuss this one. 28-year-old Nathan Danzuka. Danzuka, get in here. Of Madras, Oregon. Now, what we've got here is a simple case of DUI. Okay. Or is it a simple case of DUI? Is there such a thing as a simple case of DUI? A week ago, Nathan was driving a Ford Explorer. Okay. He was involved in an accident and then fled the scene, you know, uh-huh. hit and run, right? Well, he was obviously safe, so he wasn't, you know, he could have been <laughs> driving a Genesis, but he wasn't. <laughs> Nathan took off because he'd been drinking, you know, again, a, a simple case of DUI. Sure. Or- 
Or is it a simple case of DUI? Is there a simple case of DUI? Police had a description of the hit-and-run vehicle, and they located Nathan, but Nathan wouldn't pull over. Pull the chase, over. The chase was on, but it was a short one as Nathan, Nathan crashed into a concrete barrier. Uh-huh. So police then transported Nathan to a local hospital mm-hmm. with a, a variety of injuries. Sounds like a simple case of DUI to me. Yeah, a blood sample was drawn, uh, which would reveal that this was indeed a simple case of DUI. Oh, or was it a simple case of DUI? Is they, there such a thing as a simple case of DUI? They found Nathan was driving on a suspended license from a previous DUI uh-huh. and had several empty alcoholic beverages in the vehicle. So, again, it looks like it might be just a simple case of DUI. Uh-huh. Or is it a simple case of DUI? Is there such a thing as a simple case of DUI? Is it a simple case when the driver's blood alcohol content is 0.778? I don't think that's possible. More than nine times the legal limit. I I would say, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to defend the behavior, but I don't believe 0.778, I don't believe you could live through that. I believe that is a great, a simple case of the DUI machine malfunctioning, and you might be able to get off on a technicality in that thing. I I think at 0.778, you would be dead. I know it eclipses the former record of 0.72. By an Oregon woman. Well, okay, so 2007. So I guess 0.72 is. Po- I guess it is possible. I don't know. I stand corrected. Maybe. Is there a simple case of DUI? Not in this case. Nathan Danzuka of Madras, Oregon. I, I have to sit back in small admiration that he is able to be conscious at that point. Although he's a horrible, horrible person. I agree. Yeah. Nathan Danzuka. Danzuka, get in here. Point seven seven eight BAC. He's your Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. The dumbass is sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports at RideNow.com. And by all means, do it safely. All right, we need your we need your assistance here. Paul is of the opinion that this is kind of always a dick move. Yes. I say... Not only there, is it a dick move, it's illegal. I say there are extenuating circumstances that make it not always a dick move, but it certainly can be. All right. This usually happens when I'm on my way to work, um, but it can happen at any time of the day, anywhere in the valley. The street I'm on has uh, three lanes that are stuck at a red light. On the right side, there's a turn lane so that people can make a right on red. I'm at a red light. A car is coming from behind at a high rate of speed because there are four or five cars in line at the red light. Right. And they jump into that right lane knowing that there's a merge lane on the other side of the intersection. They barrel through the light. You know, when the light turns green, they time it so they barrel through the light, use the merge lane to jump in front of the entire row of traffic that's been waiting at the stoplight. Dick move or not? That is a dick move. Okay, but I'm saying there are extenuating circumstances. Now, if you're an East Valley resident, let me place you traveling southbound on Dobson Road. Okay. Between Elliott, traveling south towards Warner. All right. Okay. There are two lanes of traffic heading north and south. All right. You're you're driving down in one of these two lanes. Okay. There are left turn lanes occasionally, but let's not worry about those. Okay. So two lanes of through traffic. At a certain point as you approach Warner, a right lane emerges. It kind of juts out into a right-hand lane so you can turn into the various businesses on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. And then you can turn right at Warner to head west towards 101. Okay. Now, I wouldn't 
I think it's a dick move to, like, let's say I see there's 10 cars ahead of me and I see the lights yellow. I'm going to get stuck at a red light behind 10 cars. For me, it would be a jerk move to pull to the right and then zip all the way to the front of that right lane because across Warner, it becomes a merge lane where it's going to end. Have to really press it, jump out in front of everybody, and then merge in front. That would be a jerk move. But there's a gas station at that corner on the north side. And so I use that a lot. So sometimes when I'm trying to pull back out onto Dobson Road, the traffic's already stacked up, not only to my right towards the light, but all the way to the left, too, past me. So I'm like, I can't get out into these through lanes. So I will turn into that right-hand lane and go to the light and then say, when this light turns red or when the light turns green, I got to really push it across the intersection and cut in front of these guys. That way it's not a hassle for everybody. All right. <clears throat> That's that. Uh, and I don't think I'm being a jerk. I think I'm actually um, I'm not holding people up behind me from getting out from the gas station. And I'm not going to be holding people up trying to merge and letting all these cars go by and, and blah, blah, blah. To me, if first of all, passing on the right is illegal. I know. But I think there are certain times when the letter of the law isn't as wise as what you should do on the road. Well, that's because you, you're a morning radio personality and the laws don't apply to us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I, I mean, the peasants have to have to I, adhere to the law. I but. try to use the laws as a guideline. But if if it's inconvenient, you know, I don't think anybody should have to put up. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, but, but I'm no. just saying the letter of the law doesn't always make the most sense. Well, the merge lane is meant to be a merge lane and merge lanes are also supposed to naturally yield to traffic in the flow. So so I think anytime anybody comes up that right lane and jumps in front of a, a row of traffic, even if they're going at a, because again, you're going through that right lane there, right? You're crossing an intersection. How do you right. know? How do you know when your light turns green that the other car, you're supposed to go if it is safe to do so. Yes. You haven't come to a stop and you don't know that it's safe to do so. What if a car on your right, as you're barrel assing up on the right side there to try and jump in front of traffic, runs that next red light, T-boned. Very, Done. Very important point. Done. You know, you've made a very important point there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like I wouldn't be timing it because I'm not going to be jumping into that right lane so that I can just blow off these 10 cars. I'm getting out there because that's my only choice to get out there is is using that right lane. All right. I I say all the time it's a dick move. Now, 480-470-KSLX. Now, I'm not saying I haven't done it because I've done it. Oh, well, that's because you're a morning radio person. Right. And the laws don't apply apply to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a suggestion, really. Let's reset the scenario. All right. So and, you're at, and the question is, is this a dick move? All right. So you're at a stoplight. All right. There are two lanes of traffic there. And then, of course, to your right, there is the right turn lane where somebody can take a right to another street. All but right. It's, but it's not solely a right turn lane. You, you like it's not meant for that because when you cross the intersection, there's still there's a little a, bit of right lane, but it but you have to merge into a, the other lane. It's a merge lane. But those merge lanes are usually set up for local business access. There's usually That's a true. business there to turn into a plaza of some sort or something like that. Yep. So they're set up for us so that you can go across the intersection and then, and then get into the, you know, merge into another lane. What happens is you're at the red light. Somebody is coming up behind you. They see that the light, they're, they're trying to time the light to turn green so that they can jump into that far right lane, jump into that merge lane, and then jump around traffic 
and get in front of everybody, yeah. which is illegal. You can't pass on the right in that scenario. You there, can do it on a highway and stuff like that, but you yeah. can't do it at an intersection like that when traffic is stopped because you're supposed to slow and go when it's safe to do so. And you're not. You have no idea when you're going through that intersection whether or not the light has turned actually truly turned red. And if somebody – you're supposed to watch to see you know, if somebody's going to come through the intersection. Yeah, and I was saying that like in the in the scenario that I envision because I'm always at this, this Dobson and Warner intersection in Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I when I get into that lane, it's because I'm coming out of a business, and and the, and the and the cars are all stacked up in front of me. There's nowhere for me to turn to in right. those two through lanes. So right. I do zip. You know, when the light turns green, I move quickly and I get and I merge. Yeah, and, but I but basically I'm cutting in front of. People. But when you're in a merge lane, you're supposed to yield to the travel the flow of the traffic and merge when it's safe to do so. You're not supposed to jump into that lane and then jump in front of traffic. I, That's illegal. I know, but I can't help it if those guys get off the gate slowly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They got off the block slowly. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready to roll when it says yeah. go. No, it's, I mean, it's legal to pass on the right. Like if you're on a multiple lane street, you know, and, and the traffic is just going with the flow. I mean, it's not like you're supposed to step back, stay back behind somebody. But at a stoplight, you can't use the right, you know, the, that right lane, access lane to jump in and try and jump ahead of everybody. All right. So is it a dick move always? All the time, forever. Even if you're just being aggressive and you don't slow anybody down, you don't wreck anybody, you're being aggressive, you're an aggressive dick. All right. Yeah, yeah but I, I got to get home. <laughs> but it's five minutes to Wapner. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your opinion. Appreciate Thanks, it. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, I drive a lot in L.A., and that's like a standard move out there, bro. Yeah, so is lane splitting on motorcycles. <laughs> but, but what do you think about it? I think if, you know, I, I've done it before, too, like, get in that right lane and, like, jet past the traffic because I didn't want to wait in that long line. Yeah. Obviously, you don't think it's a dick move, or otherwise you'd think that you were a dick. Exactly, and I'm not a dick, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a dick move when someone else does it. That's right, that's right. Well, anybody else does it as a maniac. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. when it does it to me, it's the yelling at him, what are you doing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Nice job. All right, brother, have a good day. See you, be yeah. safe. He has all the goods to become a morning radio personality. Yep, he knows how to break the law. The laws don't necessarily apply to yep, him. Yep, he could be a yeah. very successful morning yep, radio personality. Because yep, if he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Who does? You know, and here's the other side of that, which is the, uh, what I love is when the guy tries to do that. You know, the guy comes up the right lane. Yeah. And then and the person, the woman in front of me in the Toyota Yaris tests the horsepower potential of her car right. to try and block right. them. They try to yes. do the block because it's, yeah, that's a car accident when it happened. And I will tell you. That one car length makes all the difference, by oh, the way. Okay, I'll tell you, if I, if the scenario is reversed and I'm in the middle lane and I see that guy pull up on the right and I don't think he's being a jerk, but I know he's going to go across and try and merge in. I'll get out of the blocks a little bit slower and let him do that. Yeah, it makes I mean, it makes things safer for everybody. Yeah, I mean it's clearly again that one car length never makes the difference. And we talked about this yesterday and the day before with the Tiger Woods thing. Man, just slow down. Man, it's it really isn't worth it. Isn't worth the one car length difference there. Let them be aggressive. Let them do their thing. It's a dick move, but right. so what? What do you gain by blocking it? Right. No. No. I mean, you it, get your measure of success because you you delayed that person one more car length. When I had to go to traffic school one time of this uh -oh. few times. I had to go to traffic school. What, did, they, did you tell them who you were? Did they immediately dismiss the charges? <laughs> I do remember one line the guy said, and he said, the best revenge, because a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going get, to get in front of this guy. The best revenge is getting home safely. Oh, that's so It's cute. very nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice sentiment. Sometimes we amuse ourselves behind the scenes here. This is, this is uh, I don't, I don't. 
I'm trying to figure this out. Some, uh, this is another one of those stories. There have been some weird ones this week that get emailed to us by, by listeners, and we appreciate that. This was emailed to me yesterday. I didn't really have a chance to get into it, but is it Hasbro? Hasbro will remove the name Sir from the much-loved character Mr. Potato Head in order for the toy line to be gender-neutral and to broaden the diversity in the tastes and preferences of its consumers. So there's not going to be any more Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. It's just going to be Potato Head. I, I guess. <laughs> I, have you ever, I mean, I've never, I mean, Did, have you ever looked for the genitalia on a Mr. Right. Potato Head? I, I may have missed it, and I usually do notice these things. <laughs> Did Mrs. Potato Head have breasts? Because <laughs> I think I would have noticed. Even on Mrs. Potato Head, I would have been looking for that. I think even if you had a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, on occasion, I'm not sure, <laughs> on occasion, Mr. Potato Head may have had full pouty red lips. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't even see the point of this. Yeah, I don't I don't know that there was a uh, anything anything to mark gender on either Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. They were it was just whatever things you stuck on each one, right? Well, great news. Just in time for Christmas this fall, Hasbro will release the Potato Head Family Kit, okay? Which will include two genderless adult potatoes. <laughs> if if they're genderless, how do we know that they've reached adulthood? Maybe they're just oversized <laughs> right. kids. I right. mean, a baby potato. Well, how do you make a baby potato if you don't have genders? Mr. and Mrs. Right? You have, Is yeah. That, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, unless there's a test tube involved. I mean, well, adoption. Well, right. Yes, but there's. <laughs> I know. It's what, about, what, about all the, what about all the potatoes that are left behind, man? <laughs> they're they're potatoes too. <laughs> Mmm, potatoes. Yes, it's so weird. So now Mr. Potato Head will be simply known as Potato Head, which is what I was known as from 4th through 7th grade. All right. As opposed to comedian Ron White, who was Tater Salad, of right. course. So there it's you go. 844. This is another useless thing that we had to talk about this week. We got to... It's going to take me a while to catch up to that story. I see what I you did there. I am a man of a certain age. I see so. what you did there, yeah. <laughs> but... With Mark and Neanderthal, Friday morning. All right, let's dive into the big three at nine. Producer Guido's been gra- gathering some audio clips for us. And our first one involves the, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who uh, shockingly did not know the name of one of the high-ranking senators in the Republican Party. So for the leader of the Senate to make light of this and, and is, is well, it's Don Johnson. Was his first name John? What is it, Ron? Well, Senator, let me call. <laughs> Not Miami Vice or anything like that, Don Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, well, we she, know what somebody is doing in her private time. <laughs> I mean, she corrected it quickly, but I do believe the Speaker of the House ought to know the names of high-ranking senators. I know it's not the same body of Congress, but... Well, well I mean, let's face it, Nancy Pelosi is old AF. Her breasts, not so much, but <laughs> but, but she, she is old old yeah. and the most buoyant Speaker of the House we've had in a while. Yeah. She and, may be used but, as a flotation device. And you know what, Don Johnson's like, hey, I've done a lot more in my career <laughs> than just Miami. Vice. For instance, I'm in a new sitcom on NBC called Keenan. Check me out. Yeah. And actually, he was really fun in a movie called Knives Out, which came out a year or two ago with Jamie Lee Curtis. Very yeah. fun movie. He's been he's been actually he's been doing a lot of sort of bit parts in other movies, and he's been really good. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's no Sonny Crockett. 
No, and uh, one of my favorite senators, by the way, Ricardo Tubbs. Yes, I, I think he's him. doing a terrific job. Yeah, he's, really the, he's the esteemed senator for the Key West in Florida. <laughs> Represents so, that area. Our next clip is uh, NBA star Kyrie Irving talking about the NBA logo. My thing is uh, paying homage to the example that has been set by that man. Um, he's 17 years old. He was the standard for our generation, and he will continue on. And I, I want that to be something in history that is changed forever. We want to set a standard and a precedent. Like, this is this is excellence. Kobe Bryant, logo. Yes, needs to happen. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> All right. Okay, well. He wants to change the logo. You know the silhouette of the basketball player? I believe it's Jerry West. It's Jerry West, yeah. Um, the, old, the old Laker, but he wants to change it to Kobe Bryant. I, I don't know. If you're going to go and change the NBA logo, you think of some other ones who might go before him. Kobe Bryant's not even the greatest Laker, much less the greatest basketball player of all, of all time. Who do you think is the greatest Laker? Kareem. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. And, and Magic. And, and, and his, yeah. yeah. I mean, so that he's third on that list. You've got Kareem, Magic. Some could say Shaq, but I mean, I mean, obviously Shaq and Kobe go hand in hand. Right. And and if there's a guy who was the standard for a generation, it's Michael freaking Jordan. <laughs> I mean, there's so yeah. many guys that could be named that 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 should be the logo over over Kobe Bryant. Don't get me wrong, Kobe Bryant was a was a great basketball pre- yeah. player, but but he's not the guy that if you're going to rebrand the league, which by the way, it doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need yeah. to happen. Does anybody really know that that's Jerry West? It's a guy with a basketball. Isn't that indicative of the league? Yeah. Why and does what, it need to be changed? And what about Kurt Ramis? You just slap a pair of broken glasses on the logo, and you got Kurt Rambis there. So, anyway, what's the I mean, what's the third one? I mean, tell- Kobe is great, but I mean, you know, let's not. Let's, yeah, let's just leave it. All right, tell us about the third clip because I don't know much about this. So you know what a mashup is, right? A mashup is when you mix two songs together. All right, uh, we have here um, a mashup, and I love these things. This is one of the proof. You know, the internet is both the greatest and worst thing that's ever been invented. Most of the time, we bring out the worst of what's ever come out of the internet. But this is an example of the greatest stuff that comes out. Uptight by Stevie Wonder. But it fits. In Van Halen Unchained. Wow. Fits right in. How great is this? Man. It's as good as it gets right there. Here it comes. Is there a Van Halen part? It just—it's just the Van Halen music. Wow! But it's so well done. That's really good. Yes, yeah, Stevie Wonder. It's gonna be stuck in your head for the rest of the day now. And, and Van Halen yeah, mixed yeah. together. Yeah, there that you go. Is a mashup right there. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah, that's well done right there. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. 
Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 